and welcome to today's podcast with Dell Technologies' Zach Cochran. Zach leads Dell's cybersecurity team for Australia and New Zealand. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm a longtime tech journalist and regular TV and radio presenter. Zach is going to bring us up to date on the increasing challenges of keeping endpoints safe and secure at a time when those challenges have never been greater, in part due to the massive growth in remote working. There's also been a new variety of threats added to an already growing landscape. And of course, the shortage of skills to combat them isn't going to disappear anytime soon. But as Zach will explain, there's plenty of things you can do to keep those endpoints and the systems they're connected to safe. And if you don't know, here's a fun fact about Zach. He's a master skydiver. In fact, he's jumped over 600 times in many locations around the world, including Japan, around the United States, and closer to home, up and down the east coast of Australia. So he knows a thing or two about minimising risk. It's clear the man loves his airtime, so it's a fitting to have him on the podcast today. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our country and acknowledge their continuing connection to land, water, and community. We acknowledge the culture, the history, and the languages of our First Nation peoples and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsor and partner, VMware. So let's kick things off. Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Gartner says that by 2024, more than 70% of organizations will have implemented a secure access service edge architecture. That's pronounced SASE, compared to just 40% in 2021. SASE is a Gartner invention. So what is it and what do people need to know about it? Um, yeah, great question. Um, as you say, SASE was invented by Gartner and uh, they um, invented that to address the um, new security requirements which have been driven by the migration to cloud and remote work, especially over the last couple of years, obviously. Um, so SASE encompasses um, all those security um, functions that used to be delivered uh, when you were in the office, as it were. You were behind the company firewall, you're on the company network, and all the security solutions that were built in um, to that are no longer apply when you're working from home and you're accessing a cloud-based workload directly. Uh, so yeah, it's all about delivering those microservices um, from a cloud-based solution um, to protect those um, uh, protect those end users and those workloads and that data from the bad guys um, when you're at home. Now, um, VMware has some great solutions in this space. I know they're the sponsor of this uh, podcast. Thanks, VMware. Um, but yeah, they've got some really good solutions in this space, um, um, which I would uh, encourage everyone to have a good look at. It's been suggested that even though security is now getting the attention of company boards, those budgets are still not growing fast enough and that they say that one of the most effective budget boosters is an attack. Sad but true. <laughs> Sad but true. So what do your IT and cybersecurity teams need to do to get the message across and get budgets boosted before there's an attack? Yeah, uh, again, it's it's something I'm coming up across so often. It's um, un unfortunately not funny. But um, uh, big thing is there are a lot of security solutions out there now which are uh, budget 
friendly, as if I may say so, um, and that will provide a really, really high efficacy level in stopping uh, the modern attack or the modern threat, as it were. Um, what we try and get across to um, you know, our IT partners that we work with is that your board needs to know that um, it's actually better to spend the money now rather than be on the front page of the newspaper. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's good encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So how should organisations then prioritise that expenditure to get the best bang for your buck? Yeah, yeah. again, it's, it's a tough one because there's a lot of different ways you can you know, skin this cat as it were. Um, and apologies to all cat lovers out there. <laughs> uh, but um, generally speaking, um, I'm a little bit old school in this and I like to actually stop the bad guys first, right? Um, you, know, you can have all the policies and procedures you like in place, but if you don't have the visibility and you can't actually stop the bad guys before they start doing anything bad within your environment, you know, it's, it's you know, it's putting in the chicken before the egg. So yeah. I always say put in a, a, a good next-gen solution and there's lots of really good ones out there now that will stop the uh, threat at a really high efficacy rating to start with. So there's there's plenty of monitoring services and all signs, court kinds of expertise available, isn't there, to investigate all these suspicious behaviours and sort of you should sort of get on the front foot, get get ahead of that before it gets, it gets, too, it gets worse. Yeah, exactly. And... Um, there is, as you pointed out in the intro, there is a, a massive skill shortage uh, for cybersecurity professionals uh, globally. I think there's about uh, 3 million positions that need to be filled. Um, that's by wow, 2024. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I should be smarter and go into that uh, line of work. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they. Um, uh, so to get ahead of it, um, next generation solutions that um, give you visibility into your environment, um, monitoring solutions from companies that you know know what they're doing to give you that 24 by 7 coverage because the bad guys don't sleep, the threat actors don't sleep. They're uh, they're uh, attacking no matter what time it is. Dell Technology says proactively responding to vulnerabilities in the environment can drastically improve the cybersecurity posture. So that's fairly obvious, but the challenge surely in a large organization is keeping up to date on all the vulnerabilities that could impact installed hardware and software and then identifying and protecting all those items. So how, how can organization, organizations manning this, manage this task? Yeah, and it is a uh, it's a, a big challenge, and organisations of all size are, are coming up against it. I mean, having enough um, resources on the ground to you know roll out um, new patches, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and then testing them with um, you know their current you know um, applications that they're you know running their business on, and then they don't work, or there's an incompatibility, or something like that. There's a there's a massive amount of um, um, potential problems that can be um, uh, encountered when you are trying to keep ahead and, and patch all these vulnerabilities. But some of the next-gen solutions that we're talking about, you know, things like um, VMware's Carbon Black is uh, one that we do a lot of work with. They have a great vulnerability management component um, within their um, solution. And what that does is give you a real, um, um, you know, it, it really shows you the critical uh, vulnerabilities that need to be uh, patched first. So you can sort of work on what those on the uh, items that are really critical and really important to the business, make sure you cover off those first, and then you can work your way down from severe to you know normal standard um, um, vulnerabilities as you go. So it makes it easier to know where to put all your resources, all, focus on what you need to do. Exactly, all about focusing, because you know, we've all got limited resources, so mm. all about focusing that on, on the critical areas that need to be looked after straight away. 
Protection techniques and technologies are constantly evolving in response to the changing threat landscape and changes in IT environments. Now, the rise in remote working is obviously a big one, but can you sum up some of the newer approaches to security and how they can improve on earlier technologies? Yeah, absolutely. So um, remote work is definitely, um, um, and the the pandemic itself has also really pushed uh, remote work and the challenges um, that accompany it to the forefront. A lot of IT organisations have been grappling with this for the last year and a half, two years, um, and uh, I'd have to admit, have done a, a magnificent job from what I've been seeing, but not without its challenges. Um, during the uh, last couple of years, um, uh, successful cybersecurity attacks are, have risen by 150%. And that is mostly due to the fact that uh, most end users these days are working behind their own MBN router at home rather than behind the, uh, the company firewall and all the protections um, within the network. Um, so some of the new technologies are coming out are really cool, um, you know, and a lot of them have been around for a while, but they are definitely getting refined to a point where they're actually providing some really, really high-level uh, protection um, against you know the bad guys who are constantly evolving themselves on how to you know better breach or, or new and exciting ways to get into an environment, steal critical IP, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so some of the things that I'm seeing, um, you know. Um, Next-gen EDR solutions, EDR is endpoint detection and response. It's like a, um, how do I put this nicely? It's like a, a digital video camera that records everything that happens uh, within your environment. So it sees everything that happens, like even when you, you know, open an email. Yeah, you, so all the logins and all of, all those processes. Exactly, yeah, right. exactly. Um, and um, so if you can see everything that's happening, you can see when something bad is happening as well. And that's half the, half the battle these days. Uh, next generation AV, obviously, you know, all the AI capability that's built in these days to stop the attack before it kicks off, to recognize it, um, you know, an EDR. The good EDR and next generation AV um, solutions these days, um, you know, one informs the other and vice versa. So it uh, helps raise that, um, that, you know, level of efficacy to, uh, you know, in some cases, 99.79% and above, you know, which is fantastic. Um, other things um, where the market's been trying to go to or, um, for a long time is XDR, which is extended detection and response. And that's all about getting visibility into your entire environment. We're talking about your network, um, your firewalls, your endpoints, uh, server fleet, cloud-based workloads, everything. You can take feeds all into one console and give you a holistic view of your entire environment. That kind of technology has been something that we've been working towards for a while there. And the reason why we are doing that is because then there's no gaps, right? And again, visibility is key. If we can see everything that's happening, see what the bad guys are trying to do, we understand it and we can stop it. With the cybersecurity skills shortage, I, I saw Dell Technologies say that outsourcing as much of the security function as possible is becoming more prevalent. So how does an organisation best decide where to draw the line between the in-house and outsourced functions? Yeah, um, I'm having this conversation day in, day out. Um, a lot of it um, in the last couple of months. It's uh, really seemed to kick off. Um, again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, three million cybersecurity roles that have not been filled globally. That's, uh, a, that's a solid shortage, isn't it? It is a solid that is shortage. massive shortage. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, and um, so recommendations on that one. Um, look, partner with somebody who has, a, uh, has the runs on the board, you know, who have been, you know, in the Gartner Magic Quadrant for years or, or, or someone along those lines. Um, 
when you're outsourcing, um, if you're looking at a monitoring service, my recommendation is somebody who does 24 by 7. Um, I've, I've, I've had customers who... You'd, are, you'd want 24-7 in this, wouldn't you? You don't want a nine-to-fiver in this position. That is exactly <laughs> what happened. I had a customer say to me, oh, yeah, we've got this offer for nine-to-five. I'm like, are your servers on 24 by 7? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, well, why are you only monitoring nine-to-five? Mm. Why? You know, are your are your team members working after hours? Why are you only doing nine-to-five? And they yeah. were, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I was a little <laughs> bit flabbergasted by that one. So, yeah, so 24 by 7 monitoring is, is um, paramount. Um, and also an organization that has the expertise to actually investigate um, any threats that they encounter properly um, and to also have the experience on how to remediate um, if that threat does become a, a full-blown breach. So in, it's, it's in, in your own environment, I guess, that's important that they, they investigate within your environment so that it sort of takes this out of the hands of the, puts it in the hands of the experts who they can then get to the bottom of the breach. Exactly, yeah. And um, a, a proper investigation, like, you know, most all, mid-size organisations would probably have about 10 alerts a day, depending on, you know, on the, you know, what's going on in their environment. But 10 alerts a day to actually investigate that properly can take, you know, can if, um, and this we're talking about a, a, um, a well-drilled cybersecurity analyst, can take, um you know, many hours to do. So, you know, if you've got more than 10 a day, you know, how many analysts do you need to have on top of that to investigate them properly, make sure that you're actually protecting your environment. And it all sort of, you know, escalates out to a point where you're probably um, getting somebody to take over everything from level one alerts and above for your organisation. So you can actually focus on, uh, you know, getting ahead of those vulnerabilities as we spoke about in the last uh, section and also, um, you know, educating users to stop um, breaches happening in the first place. Depending on where that line is drawn, an organisation might be entrusting its crown jewels to an external party. So how does it assess the capabilities of a potential security services provider? Yeah, good question. I think I sort of mentioned this a bit um, in the previous question. Um, one, um, somebody who does 24 by 7 has the runs on the board, i.e. been in the Gartner Magic Quadrant or, or similar Um uh, and um, yeah, and the the analysts who have proven skills in investigating a threat and et cetera, et cetera. Generally speaking, there's no issues with privacy or losing any data with these solutions, no matter where they are or where they're hosted. Um, as long as you're going with a reputable organisation, you'll be fine. And some organisation, I imagine, that's had experience in your field and your environment is what you're after in this instance. Yeah, that definitely helps. That definitely helps. But verticals aren't as as um, as important as the skill set around the cybersecurity piece. Users are often the weakest link, though, in security and getting fooled by phishing emails or smarter techniques. There are just so many threats out there and some of them look so real, it's hard to place fault. So, Zach, I imagine, as we've spoken about, that the mass shift to remote working has opened organisations up to potential, potentially a world of hurt in regards to security. So what are some of the best tips for users on how they can recognise and address these said threats within their organisations? Well, um, yeah, um, this, this is a, a little story that I love to tell. I was speaking to an organisation um, up in Queensland who had suffered a breach uh, and uh, one of the accounts uh, people uh, received an email um, from Perth City Council uh, for a parking fine. Uh, this person had never been to Perth 
uh, ever in their life, they still clicked on the email and opened it up and were Oops. breached. Yeah. So, uh, um, so one, if you're not expecting or you don't think that, you know, if you've never been to Perth, do not click on an email <laughs> that says that you have yeah. a have yeah. a parking fine from Perth City Council, right? That um, makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think so. Um, if you're not expecting a delivery, do not click on a link from Amazon or Australia yeah, Post. That's tough, though. In the pandemic, we all were ordering online. So clicking on that, oh, your parcel has been redirected. Uh, it didn't get me, but I did receive plenty of those email, those messages. I've had a couple where I've had to stop and think really hard to make sure that I'm not clicking on something yeah. dodgy. And, and we're talking about you, a person of your level of expertise. That's 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 pretty big saying that. True, yeah. true, yeah. And you know, and you know, it, they are getting more sophisticated and a lot better at what they're doing. And you know, and sometimes it can be really hard. But if you're not expecting a parcel, don't click on a link. If uh, you get a text message saying that you're uh, got a voicemail. That doesn't work that way, so don't click on that link. Um, all these sorts of things. Um, if you're not expecting it, don't click on it. Yeah, that's uh, great advice. Well, finally, Zach, let's wrap it up. What's one thing you'd like our listeners to take away from today's session? Look, um, the cybersecurity industry as a whole is getting a lot better at stopping the uh, threat actors from you know getting what they want. Um, and the investment that you need to make um, is actually lessening as as more uh, more organisations are offering better solutions. Uh, the prices are generally coming down. So you know, even though we understand that budgets can be tight for organisations, it's actually worse being on the front page of the newspaper than it is to you know get those budgets released. So um, one, uh, get some of the new next gen solutions in place to protect your organisation. Um, do things like penetration testing to make sure that your organisation is safe. Um, um, get cybersecurity threat analysis um, done on your organisation as well, not just pen testing, but you know skills gaps, all those sorts of things. All these services, you know, we can help out with if anyone's interested. Um, and um, yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today. A special thanks to Zach for joining me. If you'd like to learn more about keeping endpoints secure, head to www.delltechnologies.com forward slash endpoint security or check out the on-demand Dell Technologies forum sessions using the link in the resources section. Thank you once again to our sponsor and partner, VMware. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.